Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. I've been switching it up. At the beginning of the year, I kind of got into this, like, I wanted to do some additions on geared to specific topics, and I started doing um, mom edition. And um, I got some more. I'm going to be popping those back in. But just in the last uh, few broadcasts, I just was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to wives. And not only just to wives, uh, these podcasts, these editions are great for singles too. Because one day when you are a wife, you already got the scoop, okay? You already know how to act, how to pray, how to be, what the Bible says about it. So you're like already on the up and up on being the best wife that you can be. Um, You know, there are times where it is something we have to push through and pray through and have patience and gentle answers and, you know, not let our emotion take over and uh, control us. We're very, as women, we are emotional beings. And so, um, uh, I'm going to look on YouTube because there's like no YouTube comments, but I know people are on from there because more people go on there than, than Facebook lots of times. Yeah, there's a ton of YouTube comments. Yeah, only because I want to be able to see all that you guys have. So she's just trying to refresh it because I got Hannah, Kelly on here, Leslie, Yes, she said mandates are over in New York. Leslie said, um, my son went to school for the first time without a mask in two years. That's great. Mountains are moving miracles in March. Um, And Bethany Hooker and Gina's on here. Uh, Preach 900. Yeah, I I just, now they're all gone. I'm going to have to let one of you guys go because I don't have the ability to see both on my phone. Oh, that stinks. Well, because usually if you refresh it, does it... Um, oh, makes me want to shut it off and turn it back on. I hate if I can't see everybody and what they're saying. I'll have to go back and forth. Um, but anyway, Jocelyn, Liz, she said stay with YouTube. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. The chat works. It's always sabotage for me. Works for Ted. Oh, wait. No, I see someone now. Rose just wrote something. My husband's job is no more masks and says my son's high school. That's great. Yes. I mean, we'll just leave it at that. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Get into the absurdity of these lies that this world has tried to stuff with for the last couple of years. When it's all been crap. Thanks, Jocelyn. Um, no, Gina, I'm, I'm going to keep, it looks like I can see some Facebook is popping up on my screen, and I'll just keep uh, YouTube here on my phone. So sorry if I have to look down a lot, but I want to be able to interact with you. Hey, Bonnie. Benedict, it's good to see you. Patricia, I love you guys so much. Thanks for hanging out with me. So I'm not going to keep you too long today. Wanted to continue on with our wife edition, our role our role as a wife so like i said this is great if you are married and great if you're not because it's something i was just telling tiffany i was like the messages that i've been doing on wife i'm still speaking to myself (laughs) because we all need the reminder we all need to be you know shook we all need to be like hey this is how we act this is how we don't act and so everything that i'm saying i'm also uh downloading so it's a daily reminder for myself as all as uh, as well to continue to be the best wife. I want to be the best wife. I strive at it. I crave to to do it. I was just telling Ted the other day, like I want him to love me. To think I want him to think I'm a wonderful wife. Not oh my gosh, I'm going home to eggshells. Oh my gosh, I'm going home to an emotional roller coaster. Oh my gosh, what am I gonna get when I get home? I don't want him to think that way of me. And I, so I strive hard to not be in that thought process. 
I told Mike what you talk about, and he was like, you need to watch Carolyn more often, says Caitlin. <laughs> I love you, Caitlin. I love you, Mike, as well. And so today we're going to be talking about our role as a wife, what our role is, because we are to be praying for our husbands. We are to be uplifting our husbands. We're not to be a nag. I literally was just talking about this with Tiffany, too, because there's always those fine lines. It's like, when do, when do reminders turn, turn into the naggy, annoying wife? Like, there's, there's a line that gets crossed at some point, right? And so we've all been there. And so we are to pray for our husbands. We're not to be nags. We're to pray. We're not to critique and criticize our husbands. We're, we're to pray for them. So I'm going to be going through some scripture today and talking about um, what our role is. And a lot of them we talking about with prayer, what scriptures we can stand on, what we can pray for our husband, because it's important. You know, a lot of times, and, and sometimes I've noticed back at the beginning, you know, I tend to pray for everything else, right? You're just like, you're praying for your kids. You're praying for unsaved um, loved ones and friends and, and you're praying for what you need in life. You're praying for increase in your family and you're you know, praying for your job and in this direction and stuff. And sometimes we forget to pray for what is the closest to us. And obviously that's our husband. We're one flesh. Can't get any closer than two becoming one. And so we have to remember that that should be on our priority list. That should be at the top of our list as wives, as wonderful, godly women. <clears throat> as wonderful, godly women of what we are uh, to do as our role. And so, you know, it, it takes what we do. I, I get it. What we do takes a lot of work. It's mixed with patience. It's mixed with love. It takes a lot of work. I get it. Um, we have really great days, and there are some days where it seems like it's a little bit more work, right? It seems like, you know, gosh, I got to push through. There's a bit of an attitude coming my way, or there's a bit of, you know, I feel irritable. We have those moments. We have our times of the months. We have, you know, uh, things in life that get on our skin, and maybe if we didn't talk about it, it's kind of... Uh, revving up in our mind and, and, and irritating us, and then we begin to lash out at, at our husband. And so it, it goes through, um, you know, not every day is peaches and cream. It's just not. That, that is the reality of marriage. But it doesn't mean your marriage has to be sour. It doesn't mean it has to be bad. It doesn't mean that we um, can't make it right and live right for it. All right, we're going to be the best version of ourselves. okay? We're going to be the best version of ourselves. We're going to be a good wife who's loving, who's supportive. We're going to be slow to anger, slow to anger. A lot of us are in this, um, you know, our marriage, and it's like, it's, it's almost like I'm trying to think how, how it is. Like, you know, if they didn't treat us right, they didn't speak right, they didn't, you know, our spouse, then why should I? You know, and it's like, I deal with that with my kids. They, they'll backlash at each other or do something to each other. And I'm like, well, why did you do that? Why did you react that way? And then they'll be like, well, they did it first. And it's like, think about it. We're acting like children sometimes in our own marriage because we're like, well, he, he went and said something that was completely disrespectful. He went and said something that was so wrong. Why did he use that tone with me? Well, let me tell you something. And that's how we get. <laughs> Tiff me like that. <laughs> but that's true. That's how we, 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 we're like, oh, he talked to me that way. And, and, and so we, we start to be the opposite of what our role as a godly woman should be, as a godly wife should be. <laughs> um, and so we're going to be slow to anger and, and um, we're going to feel centered and calm by the end of the day. We're going to be calm. Listen up, women. We're going to be calm women. 
We're not going to be like the, the, the ghetto girls you see in these shows. You know, I just want to watch... I just want to watch these mansion shows, okay? I just want to watch mansion real estate. I love to see these beautiful million dollar homes and I want to just, just show me the homes. I want to see the homes, but no, the, the show wouldn't be good with just the homes. We have to have the, the crazy women in it. We have to have the attitude and we have to have the, oh, you talked to me, uh, you disrespected me, I'm gonna disrespect you. Uh, you. You looked at me sideways, I'm gonna look sideways at you. You did this to me, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. And so that, that's, that's what we're feeding ourselves with. You, you, women, we, we watch these shows. You're, you're watching, uh, I, I don't even, what's, what's the one, was it Desperate Housewives where they all just like cheated on each other's husbands? Like, I mean, these are the stuff that, you know, you're like, well, no, it's just mindless shows that I'm, I'm just not thinking about. But then our reality, we're looking into the lives of how these women treat men and how they, they, ha- how they just treat each other and they're not calm at the end of the day they're not calm they're 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 full of attitude they're full of anger we don't want to represent what the world sees that women are portrayed that's how the world looks at women they think that women are like right like these cats that are just ready to pounce and like rip your your face off and that's what the world portrays women as just like someone who's ready to snap. Well, that's not how a godly woman is supposed to act, to, to act. That's not how a godly wife is supposed to react and act at all. And so we're going to be the best version of ourselves. We're going to be a good wife who's loving and supportive, slow to anger, and we're going to feel centered and calm at the end of the day. Peace is going to rule our home. You know, the other day Ted was doing a broadcast with my cousin Preston and... Um, uh, they were talking about how peace leads you, how peace is, you know, the center of it all and leads you. Well, we know that the Bible says in John 14, 27, it's a gift. It, peace is a gift I give to you. The, the best gifts we can have are from our Heavenly Father. But the verse also says the world didn't give it to you. Just know that this world You know, the Bible says we're in this world, we're not of this world. Well, there's a reason. This world has zero peace. This world has zero Jesus. That's why we're on the earth to be a salt and a light, to be a witness, to look different than everyone else, to not live in crisis because we have a Christ. You know, we're supposed to represent the kingdom from what we're from. And so at the end of the day, we're going to have a calm home. We're going to live in supernatural peace. You know, I've had so many people come to my house and not want to leave. And the root of it, it literally comes out of their mouth is, it's just so peaceful here. Because we make a point that it's going to be a home of peace, of love, of joy. The Bible says that's the kingdom of God. So righteousness, love, peace, and joy, that's the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God is going to reside in our home and in our marriage because we're going to play this important role as a wife and we're going to do it right and we're going to do it godly. Okay. Hey, Natalie. Um, Okay, so we're going to be the best version. Prayer is a powerful weapon and it's important that we do it. It's a number one thing. It's a weapon. It's a seed. It's our direct communication with the Lord. And so these prayers that I'm going to go over um, are going to help protect our marriage in so many ways. It's going to protect it. Um, uh, When when we pray, we're going to give him control. And when we do that, he promises to protect us, right? He gives us favor. He fulfills his promises and supplies our needs with our prayer. The Bible says all throughout it, when you pray, I will answer. So we have an everyday daily helper who wants to help when things go great and he wants to continue to help when things go south. Okay, so our first one, 
We know that marriage takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of dedication, prayer, and love. So our first one, we're going to pray for protection as wives. Our role as a good, godly wife is to pray for, hey, Mary Beth, is to pray for protection, okay? We know, and I've, I've, I've actually mentioned this in both of my last broadcasts uh, about it, is that um, marriage isn't valued the way God is in, in, has intended it to be. Divorce is like at an all-time high. Uh, it's like the norm. When things get a little, it's like not even a little bit tough nowadays. It's like <laughs> just when you're just like annoyed with somebody. Okay, I don't really want to live with you anymore. Let's just break it off. We're done. We tried it. We did a little bit, you know, here and there. And it's just not going to work. We're not compatible. We're not compatible. I honestly... <clears throat> not nobody is like extremely just all compatible on all sides like I mentioned before we're raised differently we come from a different upbringing so there's going to be some things that are brought into the marriage that can then be worked on okay so everything we're working on it you know we're we're gonna we're gonna stick it out we're gonna pray for protection of our over our um Marriages, uh, you know, we promise to in, uh, stand before God on our marriage day and we say, marriage day. <laughs> I said the word marriage too much. <laughs> on our marriage day, <laughs> I'm changing it altogether. It's no longer wedding, it's marriage day. Okay? It's no longer praising our Lord, it's celebrating Him. It's no longer just, we're going to stand before His presence, we're going to posture ourselves. Okay? See, I'm just changing it all. That's, I'm, 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 I'm being relevant right now. We're calling it marriage day. All right. On our wedding day, uh, we promise to love each other for better or better, right? No, we say for better or worse. We say for better or worse, okay? And so we must do that with all that we can to work through these times that don't seem so easy. So... We're going to pray that God protects our marriage from worldly things. There's always going to be something worldly that's going to come at it. Stuff we've, you know, we can bring into our marriage through shows, through people, through voices, you know, that shouldn't be speaking into our lives. It's easy for temptation to set in and to come when you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, being filled with the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Word, Knowing, hey, Summer, knowing what God says about a situation is a great wall of defense. It's a great shield to protect you. And so when you don't have that, you fall prey to the eyes of the, of the enemy. You'll fall prey to temptation. It will be so easy for you to give in to stuff. So easy for you to give in to things that you shouldn't as a wife. And so we're going to pray that God protects our marriage from worldly things. We're going to pray that God protects our marriage from temptation. And we're going to pray that he remains the center of our marriage, the center of our marriage. And 2 Thessalonians 3, 3, it says, But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. And so... He's faithful. He, he's there. He, he promised to protect. It says the righteous run into him and they are safe. He's our protector. He died on the cross to be our protector. He is protecting our ears, our eyes, our heart, our mind from hurt. What do you, it, what, you know, it's beneficial to be filled with the Holy Spirit and for him to be our guide. Because then you can take steps and go the right direction and miss out on hurt eight and miss out on saying things that you shouldn't have said because he's prompted you. Red flag. Don't say that, Carolyn. Don't say that. That's going to be one of those like, ah, into the side if I did that. And, you know, words fall out of our mouth. But we have to have self-control. We can't just be like, oh, well, it just slipped out. You look ridiculous saying that, you know. Oh, it just fell out of my mouth. No, you have no self-control and you let your brain leak to your mouth and in your mouth you just barfed up something and then that's what it is. 
And so we have to be in self-control of that. We are praying for protection over our marriage that gives us to be the best wife. Protection, like I said, worldly things, temptation. We're making God the center of our marriage for both of us. And you know there might be some husbands, there might be some wives that aren't serving the Lord or just getting into it, but you know what? You keep at it. The Bible says for you as a wife to be the best witness that it will turn, just like anyone else, will turn them to Christ to see the love and the compassion and the respect that comes out of you. And so we're not going to fall prey to the lies of the enemy. We're going to pray for protection over our marriage, protection over our husband. Number two, we're going to make sure we praise our husband. I spoke on this a little bit out of respect um, on that first broadcast, but we're going to make sure we praise our husband. Remind your husband how much you care for him. Tell him how much you love him. Do something that's spontaneous. Leave a little note somewhere. Stick a note in the dash of his car. You know, there, there are different love languages. So find out what your husband's love language is and then do it. You know, if, if his love language is physical touch, he wants to cuddle. He wants to be intimate with you. He wants to be kissed on. He wants to rub his back, you know, go over and just hug him while he's standing in the kitchen. He wants to feel the physical touch of you. So if you don't know your husband's love language and his is physical touch, and you're over there like, whoo, I'm going to buy him this gift, and I'm going to buy him this shirt, and I'm going to buy him this, and buy, 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 and, and the love language you're doing is um, gifts, it's not going it, to, it's just, it's not that, that meaning. It's like, it's nice that you're doing that. And he, he'll thank you. And like the gifts are really cool. But there's a different spark that happens when you do what their love language is. So if you've never read that book, The Five Love Languages, I, I encourage you to read it. Uh, find it online, download it on your Kindle. Um, but it's important to know because I've seen so many marriages where, um, the they're just frustrated at each other but then I also watch you know there's obviously some other reasons but I also one of them is I will know what I can tell what their love language is for each other and they're both doing the wrong one so one is frustrated because you know this person who's doing the acts of service is is frustrated this person because their love language is physical touch or gifts and so they're just like you know that's great now for me i like acts of service so you know ted goes and he takes the car to go through the car wash because it's something i would normally do i'm like loving all over him i'm like that's amazing (laughs) thank you so much (laughs) you vacuumed out the car i love you what do you want to do because <laughs> I'm like, that's my, one of my love languages. So, you know, it, it's not that I don't like gifts. And, and Ted blesses me like above and beyond. He's an amazing, thoughtful gift giver and nails it every time. But it's something on the inside that it's true. Any of you have read that book or understand when, you, when that person triggers the love language that moves you, it makes a huge difference. So praise your husband. Find out what his love language is. And, you know, and go from there. Go from there with it. So praise your husband. Um, don't get comfortable in the way um, and, and how you guys are. You know, you can get comfortable with just always being around. You know, I have to make a point. It's not that I don't love Ted. It's easy to love Ted. He's my best friend and, and I can't imagine life without him. But we also work together, live together, <laughs> travel together. Uh, everything's together. So I, I have to make an extra conscious, you know, in my mind like, okay, we travel all the time to pack up and go on a, a, a together vacation for a couple nights would be easy to be like, we're finally home. Like, we'll, do we want to go anywhere? Like, we just got back from a three-week trip, or we just were on the road, and we're tired, and, you know, it's nice to be home and in our own environment, and 
living out of our dressers and not our suitcases and you know but you know what no you make the extra effort because this is what marriage is all about making the extra effort so praise my husband so I'm like listen you know our anniversary is coming up I want to spend time with you I want to go away for a couple of days so I already did I already like got a hold of Tiffany and I was like can I please go away for a couple of days you know but it's in the middle of coming back from a trip right before we leave again. And in our minds, we could say, oh, it's so nice. That's right, Rose, be intentional. It's so nice to just stay home, right? It's easier to stay home. Hey, it's cheaper to stay home. But you know what? You're gonna have to spend money on your marriage. You're gonna have to be intentional with your acts of service, your love and what you do. You're gonna have to be intentional with your marriage. Don't be intentional with everything else in your life. Don't give the world to your children and never to your husband. Don't do anything for your children and everything. And, and, and you'll do anything and everything. You'll <coughs> cancel this. You'll do this. You'll get them the best food. You'll make sure they eat the best this. But then never do that for your husband. Never praise your husband. You know, we're always telling our kids, you're doing the best. You're wonderful. You're the greatest artist. And it's a really terrible picture. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, that's what we do. Why? We're building our confidence in our kids. We're saying, listen, you'll get there. Keep trying. Do it again. You know, we need to be the biggest cheerleaders for our husband. The biggest cheerleaders for our husband. First Thessalonians says in 5... 11. Ah, my Bible literally just slid down my arm. 5.11. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. And so I, I feel like sometimes we'll read stuff and because it doesn't say the word husband or wife, we don't tend to go there in our minds. But that's each other. That's any other human. Okay, so friend, best friend, mom, uh, children, husband, wife, be, so encourage each other and build each other up. We have to do it. We have to build each other up. Um, and we can't get too comfortable. So one, we're going to pray for protection over our marriage. Two, we're going to praise our husbands. Be the biggest cheerleader for them. Three, trust. We're going to um, uh, pray that we could be the best Help, help me, meaning like if he's going through something, if he's struggling with something, you know, guys aren't extremely expressive in their thoughts. Sometimes you have to really pull it out of them. But they, just because they're not chatty Cathy's all the time and like, hey, Carolyn, you want to pull up a chair and have a cup of tea and just express our emotions? Like, I want to look at Ted and like, where did my husband go? <laughs> And he and he's good about it. Like we talk, but I'm just saying, like that's not really what husbands do. They don't just say like, "Hey, like girls do." You want to go chat and grab a cup of coffee and like sit outside of the bookstore or Starbucks? It's just not a thing that most guys do. So you need to pray that you know you are the wife that he trusts to go to. That he can be like, "I feel like she has my back." I feel like. You know, there are husbands, I guarantee, that feel like if I go to my wife, where are they going next? To their gal pal. They're going over to their best friend. You know, first of all, you should have no best friends that are closer than your husband. I have no girl that's closer to me um, than my own husband. There's nobody, there's nobody above my husband. I don't go around saying like, oh, she's my best friend. And then it's like, you know, I just have a secret place. I have a safe place to go and talk about my husband. Nope, don't have it. I don't have it. If, if I need to talk about something, I have a problem. I have an issue. I'm going to who? The head of my home. I'm going to Ted. And he might think it's ridiculous and he might be like, oh my gosh, there's lots of times where I've gone to him and he's like, God knew what he was doing. He gave me two girls first. And so... <laughs> He actually says that because most of his staff is girls. <laughs> most of the people that work for Miracle Word Ministries are girls and all different personalities. And you know what he tells me all the time? 
God knew what he was doing, he gave me two little girls first. <laughs> Tip's laughing because this is the first time she's heard me say that. But that's it. He says it because, listen, <laughs> that's just, you know, that's just how most girls are. And so he ha we have to be wives that are trustworthy. He knows that, listen, for a moment in time, I'm feeling weak. Men might not admit it, but there are times where they're feeling something. There's a heaviness. There's the weight of this world, right? Our, our husbands are out working jobs. And then for a moment, they, they might feel like, oh, but we need to be the wives that they are like, you know what? In that moment, when I'm feeling a bit weak, I have a wife that's strong. I have a praying wife that's going to build me up. I have a wife that's going to step in in faith and be like, listen, when I'm feeling attacked, I got a wife that's going to nail the devil right in the face. I have a wife that's going to take over and pray and lay hands on me. And when I don't feel good, she's coming after the enemy. And when I don't you know, feel like I'm struggling through something or I'm feeling a, a, a bit of worry, maybe something with my job, I know a wife that's going to speak life into a situation who's going to fill me with the word of God when I'm feeling low. That's how I feel about my husband. If there's a time where I'm feeling like, listen, tell me something. Tell me, give me some encouragement because there are days. There's days. We're human. I'm human. Just because I'm in the fivefold ministry doesn't mean that the enemy never attacks. He attacks hard. And so we got to be that place where we're the wife that there's trust. Pray for trust. Pray for trust. Uh, that's right. Ready to drive a tent pole into somebody's head. I like that story in the Old Testament. And so we have to be that. We have to be that wife. We're going to pray that if your husband finds something where he feels, ugh, about weak or a little bit of a struggle or a little bit of a, I need a breakthrough on, we're going to be the wife, the wife that's going to be there for encouragement and comfort. We're not going to be the one that he feels like his business is going to be someone else's business. It ends with you, ladies. When your husband speaks to you, lock it up. Lock it up. It's not for anyone else. It's not for anybody else. The Lord, go to the Lord in prayer. Go to the Lord and the Holy Spirit. But outside of your home, you zip your lips. Zip it the lippies. Okay? All right. So, Proverbs 31, verses 11 and 12. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. I love that. I love that. You are to cause no harm in your husband's life. No harm. No harm whatsoever. So Proverbs 31 and it's 11 and 12. I want to read it from my Bible here. Her husband can trust her. This is the new living. Her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. That's what we're called to do, ladies. We are called to greatly enrich our husband's life. Number uh, Verse 12, she brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. So we're going to pray. We're going to pray that uh, there's trust there. We're going to pray for our husbands. All right? We are going to watch, number four, the words we speak. As our role as a wife that we're talking about, we're going to watch the words that we speak. Hard one. Hard one. I have had lots of words that have bloop. And I wish as they're coming out, I could like grab my hand and go like this. But I will admit, I had no self-control. I will admit, it was my fault. I will not ever let pride creep in and blame him and say, if he never would have said this, I would never have gone there. At the end of the day, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. And so we're going to be wise with our words that we speak over our husband wise with them. Words hold so much power. 
And once you say something, it can be remembered for a lifetime. And I've taught that. I said that at our first broadcast about respect because I was talking about what, how you speak to your husband, what you say to your husband. <coughs> Excuse me. And so forgiveness, yes, thank the Lord for forgiveness, right? And thank the Lord, you know, and we're supposed to forgive, but it, it's there. It is there. Words are really... They can be forgotten. I'm not saying it's not impossible, but it, it, it's a hard thing to forget. So we have to. We have to have self-control. We have to be careful. We have to be wise with our words that we speak. We know that it says in James 1.19 where it talks about what? Slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to anger. Okay, that's what we're going to do. We're going to pray that our words we speak are kind and loving. And we're going to practice James 1.19 in our marriage. Write it down. Put it before you. Great reminder. Quick to listen. Quick to listen. Slow to speak. Slow to get angry. It is a lifesaver when we operate in James 1.19. A lifesaver for our marriage. Um. Pray that our words as wives, to our role as a wife is to pray that our words are kind and loving and uplifting, full of faith, full of hope, okay, full of love. And, and then we're going to just have to ask God, listen, hey, help me speak in a kind manner. Help me speak when there's conflict. Help me, Lord. I mean, that's that's the number one thing. When there's conflict, we we get this personality like I've been wronged and now I'm going to take you out. It's, like, it's, it's just how girls get. I've been wronged and I'm going after your mom. Okay, that's just, we go after the family. We go after like, you are this way because this is how your parents act. And like, we go there and it, it's unnecessary. And so whether there's something we think or not, we're going to slip our big girl pants on and we're going to be like, okay, don't let it come out. I'm going to let the mind of Christ take over my thoughts. I'm going to get rid of that thought, replace it with, with a good thought from the Lord. And I'm going to stand here and be like, think in a split second, is this how a godly wife would speak? Is this how a godly wife would look? Okay, because it says everything. Just like an outward appearance. It doesn't matter. You, the, you, that, you see somebody in one set of clothes and you see somebody in another and both of them are going to give you a picture in your mind of their lifestyle and, and how they are and how they probably talk and how they act. And so it, it, you, the words you speak matter greatly. Colossians 4, 6. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. So we have to let our speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt. <coughs> Excuse me. That you may know how you ought to answer each one. And then I just read it in New Living Translation. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive. Okay? There's a reason why there's a saying like they have a trucker's mouth. Okay? <laughs> I mean, that person speaks a certain way. So, let's say, hey, I want a godly woman's mouth. I want a biblical mouth then your speech should be gracious and attractive. It's going to spark a thought in someone's mind. And so in your husband's mind, you know, so that's how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to speak. Our words we speak matter greatly in our role as a wife. Watch the words we speak. All right. Number five, we're going to work on as our role as a godly wife, our role as our wife, our duty is to grow in faith together. We're going to grow in faith together. We're going to pray, read the word, challenge each other, um, uplift each other. Like I said a couple points ago, you know, when somebody's down, we're there to fill in the gap. When someone feels a weakness, when someone's going through something, the other person can trust, hey, I'm stepping in. I live with the husband. 
that's full of faith and, and, and going to destroy the works of the enemy. I live with a wife. She acts the same. So we're number five. We're going to grow in faith together. We're going to pray. We're going to pray that God helps me. We're going to pray that God helps our husbands stay close and grow stronger in faith together. John 15, 5, I'm the vine, you're the branches. He, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So you guys are going to abide in Christ together because apart from him, nothing good's going to happen. Nothing right's going to go. You have to abide in him together. It's great to be in the word together. Sometimes your schedules might not always permit. I, I mean, you know, Ted and I don't just sit down and, and, and have, you know, one-on-one -on -one devotion time, but you better believe that we are doing devotion time and we get together, we pray together, we talk together. I ask him a boatload of questions. He asks me none, but I ask him a lot. <laughs> So I'm just a mooch. I'm leeching off of his wisdom and knowledge. <laughs> but hey, we're in this together. <laughs> but I mean, you know, so everyone's time and schedules look different. So I'm just saying, but, you know, we're <laughs> at least Ted and I are like, we're not growing opposite. I'm not like, you know, off doing my own thing and he's off doing his own thing in the word. We're here. We're, we're doing it together. So we're going to grow in faith together. All right. Um, growing together in the Lord. It's a powerful weapon against the sin of this world. We know when you hide the word of God's, uh, the hide the word of God in your heart, it says you will not sin against me. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to get in the word. We're going to keep God in the mix. We're going to love him, him more than we love our husbands. Our husbands should love the Lord more than he loves you. We should never put each other before the Lord. It will never work. Never work. Ted even says this. Anyone who follows our ministry for long enough is he will never do anything for me more than he hasn't done for the Lord and vice versa. We're not going to go do something more financially than we've never done for the kingdom of God. And so we put our first love, you know, people kind of get wrapped up in the physical rather than saying, you know, God's our first love. When, you know, for instance, when someone passes away that's a Christian, people, there, there is a grieving pro uh, process. There is, you know, the sadness of that person physically not being here. But sometimes people get all cuckoo and it's like, wait a second, you were, you said you love Jesus more than this person. So the actions have to follow it. So we make sure that growing in faith together, at the end of the day, you love your Savior more than you love your husband. You love your Savior more than you love your wife. Okay? Um, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Okay? Because I'm getting ready to talk about the, um, the triple braided cord. But we're going to pray that God remains in the center of our marriage because when we're equally yoked, we can conquer anything, right? When we're on the same page, there's strength in numbers. So when I was thinking of that, I, I came to my remembrance of Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Two people are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Listen to the end of it. Three, three. So you and your husband are a great team. You're a great team, but you're only gonna go so far. There's gonna be a cap on it because you need Christ as the center of your marriage. You need Christ as the center because it says in the end of verse 12, Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. So God has to be at the center. You have to grow in faith together. You have to. You have to. It's a must. It's a requirement as your role as a wife 
It's also a requirement as your role as a husband. You have to grow in faith together. <coughs> so sorry. All right. Then I wanted to go through just a few scriptures before I end and pray with you guys over our roles. Just a little bit of encouragement, what the Bible says about our roles. So we went through the things that we're going to pray for. We're praying protection over our marriage, okay? And not just today. I mean like every day as a wife during your prayer time, nighttime, morning time, whenever you're, you're praying, you're praying in the car. These are things that we need to pray over. Pray over protection over our husband. As we're speaking to the Lord in prayer, praise our husbands. Tell the Lord, thank you for sending me such a wonderful husband. Even if he's not at that point in your mind, okay? And you're like, you know, there's these things that need to change. Go to the Lord about it. Speak to the Holy Spirit. Have the Holy Spirit speak to him about it. Change him about it. Give him food for thought. And watch as the, as the Holy Spirit changes your husband in areas that you thought were never going to be changed. I love it because when we think never, the Lord laughs. When you think things are impossible, he says without him, nothing's impossible, right? So that's how we have to think. Nothing is impossible with what? Just healing in our body, just like, you know, a good job, just where we live. No, our marriage is so important. I've talked about it from the beginning. It's made at the beginning of creation. It's made. Adam was given a woman, okay? So marriage is important to God. It's strength, it's unity. The flesh becomes one. There's a particular way that we're supposed to have a marriage and a particular role that each husband and wife is supposed to have. And so that's what we're going over today when we pray. Praying for protection over our marriage. Praising our Lord, thank you for giving me the best husband. Thank you for making me the best wife. If there's anything I need to change, Lord, work on me. Work on my heart. Work on my speech. These are things that we should be doing every day. All right? Trust. Lord, make me the best wife that I'm full of faith. I'm full of, of love. You know, I, I'm a good help me. These are things that we're going to pray over. Lord, that the words out of my mouth I speak are kind, gentle, full of faith, okay, full of wisdom. Lord, I, I, I ask you to give me wisdom to be a good wife. And he will give me the right things to say. Lord, help me handle this situation when it arises again. Okay, everyone's at a different level of marriage. Everyone's in a different spot. So that, you know, pertaining to what you're believing God for, pertaining to what you're going with, what, what you're dealing with, is how your prayer is going to be to the Lord. So you're going to ask to speak the right words and to grow in faith together. All right? So us for us women, scriptures over our roles. I love these scriptures. If you want to write them down, look them up later. Write them down. Put them in your word. Highlight them so they can be go-to scriptures as godly women, as godly wives. First one, Proverbs 12, 4. An excellent wife. Okay, so we can be an excellent wife. Lots of people will be like, oh, I can't get that way. We're not perfect, okay? We're just not perfect. It's just who I am. Love it or leave it. So like people say, love it or leave it. Well, you know what? He might leave it. So don't say that too much. <laughs> you don't want him to leave it. You want him to desire you. You want him to crave you. And you want to know how you do that? Be an excellent wife. Okay, Proverbs 4, 12. I'm sorry, 12-4. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who causes shame is like rottenness in his bones. Okay, so do you want to be a pretty crown, a jewel that's on top of his head for everybody to see, everybody to gawk at, everybody to be like, ooh, ah, okay, that's what we do, right? That's what we do when we see a crown. When the queen is wearing a crown, it's in, or it's in, Go to, go to a museum and it's in the cave. Ooh, look at that. It's millions and millions of dollars. Look how beautiful those jewels are. Okay? Or do you want to be the rotten, rotten? What, is, what, what does rotten mean? What does it, it makes you think of stuff that smells. It's, it's a stench. It's gross. It's, uh, 
it, it's falling apart to be rotten. You think of rotten fruit, right? There's gnats, sometimes there's, um, what are those worm things that come out? Maggots, okay? Do you wanna be with maggots? <laughs> you know, so take this and picture it in your mind. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband or the maggots of his bones. Now, the rottenness of his bones. Uh, I, li I like the New Living Translation. Look at this one even better. A worthy wife is a crown for her husband, but a disgraceful woman is like cancer in his bones. And what does cancer do? Kills, kills. It's an evil, it's an evil spirit. Cancer is an evil, nasty spirit of infirmity. You don't want to be that. You want to be royalty. You want to be what he wants. And so that's our role, one of our roles as a godly woman. Bethany said, hmm, I'll pick the crown. Exactly, me too. Uh, Proverbs 18, 22. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. New Living, the man who finds a wife finds a treasure and he receives favor from the Lord. Don't be a burden to your husband. Be something that causes favor, that causes goodness to happen in life, that people want to be around, where they know that there's peace, they know that there's not you being a boss, you being a nag, you being disrespectful. I've been around plenty of those women, plenty. And I am like, I, I don't get hives, but that stuff causes me to have hives. <laughs> I could take the stinkiest lotion and everything else around me, but give me a woman that's like, bosses her husband around and speaks disrespectful. And I'm in the bathroom going, before I have to come out because, <laughs> because it is not a good thing. He did not find a good thing. That was not Proverbs 18. Just letting you know right now. Okay? Proverbs 19. <laughs> Proverbs 19, 14. Proverbs. And, and, and husbands, don't be a doormat. Okay? Tell her what's up. Tell her what's up. Um, and that's the problem. They don't. And so she gets to go around doing whatever. Okay, I'm getting off track. Let's go back to Proverbs 4, 19 14. <laughs> Don't want to go there right now. Um, all right. Uh, houses and riches are an inherit inheritance from fathers. But a prudent wife is from the Lord. A prudent wife is from the Lord. You know what? Maybe I'll tell Ted to do that. Nancy said Ted should do the husband's edition. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a good one, though. It would be a good one. Now. I should tell him. All right. Houses and riches are an inheritance from the Father. And so I was reading this, and I was like, prudent. Like, what, what's prudent? prudent? A prudent wife is from the Lord. So I was looking up a few things. The definition of prudent, acting with or showing care and thought for the future. Okay. A prudent wife, and I was looking up some other definitions, a prudent wife also possesses practical intelligence. She's a woman who thinks ahead rather than simply reacting emotionally to her circumstances or being surprised by natural consequences. She anticipates them and prepares accordingly. Because then look, in Proverbs 31, Look where it says in verse 25, she's clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. We want to be that prudent wife. We want to show, have the quality of a wise woman. A wise wife, what does she do? Controls her emotions. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it's to be done and I'm saying we can do it, okay? We can do it. A wise wife controls her emotions. A prudent wife 
understands situations with godly wisdom. Do you the connection here? Wisdom, 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 godly wisdom. And a godly wife acts in a way that causes her life and the lives of others to prosper. That, that's, that's amazing because we set a tone. What happens around us, our husband, our children, our home, our friends that are around us, we're setting a tone. They're gonna prosper around us. People around us are gonna prosper based on my self-control, based on my actions, based on how I am with my husband. They're gonna prosper. You're now teaching your children what a godly marriage looks like. You're now teaching other people around you who aren't married, other people around you like, you know what? That's something I can work on. That's something I can be better at. That's a role of a godly wife. I love it, a prudent wife. Those are the qualities. A wise wife controls her emotion. A wise wife understands situations with godly wisdom. And a godly wife acts in a way that causes her life you're going to benefit from the goodness of it just as much as everybody else that causes her life and the lives of others to prosper. Proverbs 31.10, who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies, far above rubies. And virtuous means having or showing high moral standards, high moral standards. And that's what we're going to have. If this is, you've watched this today and you're like, holy moly, there's things I need to work on. We've all been there. We've all been there. Because just like I said, when I got married at 23, you go into marriage with the preconceived idea and this is how it's supposed to be and this is how everyone's supposed to look and here's our roles and boom, bam, done, call it a day. But no, it wasn't until I got into the Word of God and I realized, listen, there's things that have to change. There's a personality that I have that I'm going to need to mold and have the godly wisdom to be better at. There's a, a love that I'm going to have to learn about. There is um, kindness. There is self-control in things I say, in my tone. It, it, it's, it's a daily work. It doesn't just once you've read about it and you've seen it in the Word of God, it's done. No, it's... I'm praying, Lord, help me be better. I pray all the time, help me to be a better wife. Give me wisdom on situations. Help me to have self-control. When there's something that, yeah, even if Ted was in the wrong for saying something, I don't have to react a certain way. I don't have to. I, have, I then have the power to nip it in the bud, cut it out, and just suck it up. And so, you know what? We've got to push down that pride. We've got to push down that I need to be right all the time and I need to have it my way and we got to push that down just like Paul said between warring the spirit and the flesh you got to push one down and we got to be spiritual spiritual godly women who respect our husband who love our husband who adore our husband who uphold our husbands that's what we're going to do this is a year that marriages are going to new levels we're not letting the devil take us out we're not going to be like everybody else. We're not going to be a statistic in Jesus' name. It's not happening for us. It's not happening for me. It's not happening for your house. It's not going to happen if the Lord tarries and our kids grow up. And No, it's not going to happen. We're going to be different. We're going to look different. We're going to talk different. And our marriage is going to be that way. Do you know that just not only, <coughs> not only, um, Living in divine healing and, and looking a certain way and talking a certain way is what brings people to Christ. Other things, the, the, the type of marriage we have, they're going to want to know, how is it working out for you? How are you doing it? How can it be? How do you guys always walk in love? How are you guys always, you know, in, 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 acting this way? How? How is it possible? So when you look different than the world, there's always going to be a question of how. How are you doing this? And so then you have a door kicked wide open to say, well, let me tell you how. The Word of God has directed me. The Word of God says, Jesus has made a way possible for. 
And then you have an open door to lead people to Christ based on a good marriage. You know, you don't always have to hit the streets soul winning. Yes, that is a way. But, you know, that's not the only way to bring people to Christ. Bringing them to a church service for an altar call. That's wonderful and a requirement of the church. But it's not the only way to bring people to Christ. How you live your life, how you operate in your marriage, how it looks is a soul winning tool just as much as anything else. Just as much as anything else. So Heavenly Father, I pray today, I pray for each and every uh, wife, each and every single woman watching or listening to this broadcast again. We're not going to let our marriages look like the marriages of this world. We're not going to fall prey into what the enemy has lies. We're not going to run when things get tough. We're not going to uh, uh, give in to the lies, to give in to the deception of how things, uh, uh, what society says and how things are supposed to look. No, we're going to pray for our husbands. We're going to be a wife of noble character. We're going to be the wife that's a crown on top of her husband's head. We're going to be the wife that looks at the future and laughs. We're going to be a wife that has a plan for the future. We're going to be a wife that speaks full of wisdom over our husband, who speaks wisdom over our marriage, who asks the Lord for help, who is slow to speak, slow to anger. We're going to be wives that pray protection over our marriage. Lord, put a, a, a bubble around our marriage. Put a newfound love in our marriage for each other. Let us work in patience. Let us work in kindness in Jesus' name. Father God, help us to be the best godly version of a wife that we can possibly be. Lord, I praise you for our husband. Thank you for who you brought into our life. Lord, that they're strong, that they're healthy. I pray that our husbands are healthy. I pray that they're smart. They're set apart for you, Lord. Lord, give them a new hunger for the things of God, a fresh fire in their belly. Lord, as they continue to provide for our family, I pray for promotion in their life. I pray that they are going to the next level uh, in their job, next level spiritually in their life. I pray, Lord, for a, a new... Um, a new fire that's going to incorporate in their belly to uh, the Holy Spirit to infiltrate them, to bring them. The Bible says those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. There's a new filling for our husbands to take their role at a higher level, to go in the authority of the things of God at a higher level. Lord, whatever I feel like, and say this too, Lord, whatever I feel like that needs to be changed in a husband's life, Lord, Holy Spirit, you speak to them. You correct them. I'll do my job by loving. You do your job, Lord, by correcting and con convicting them on what needs to be changed. Father God, I pray that you give me the right words to speak, that you're using us to be women of worth, using us to have a sweet speech over our husbands, that our words that we speak are full of encouragement, faith in their life, hope in their life, love in their life, Lord, and that all things that we speak are good and precious to your ears, Father God. Lord, I ask you to help us to be kind in our manner and uh, we stay away from conflict, Lord. No fighting. We don't, Lord, make us women who are strong, but yet know how to back down. Strong, but know how to submit to our husbands in the right godly way. And Father God, thank you that as we continue to press into the word of God, that we do this together, that I will continue to be strength to my husband, a faith-filled woman to our husband, that speak, people don't speak ill of me, that they look, at, they look at our husbands and they say, he's a blessed man. He's a blessed man for what he married. So Lord, thank you that you're helping us and our wife role, our godly wife role to be the best that you've called us to be and that you've created us to be. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. I love you guys. I appreciate you hanging out with me today. Look at that. Amen. 
Um, I don't, I don't even, I didn't see a question, Jocelyn. If um, you need to write me on it, send me a message. Our comments are kind of being funny today. But I love you guys so much. Um, and I'll see you later this week. You guys have a great Wednesday. Uh, for those of you that have church, have a wonderful service at your midweek service. I love you all so much. I love you, Britt. You're amazing. You're amazing, and I love you. Um, let me know if there's any other topics for wife stuff you want to get. Reach out to me. Send me a message. I love communicating with you guys, and I do my best to get right to you when I can. Uh, sometimes you got to give me a few days, but um, I love you. And you guys have a great day. Talk to you later.